If you're not very happy, have a look around. Isn't the world such an amazing place? We've got mountains, we've got rivers, we've got lakes, we've got beaches, we've got an amazing world that we live in every day. <laughs> That's me singing happy songs again. I've got a great question. Uh, if you're ever unhappy, if you're ever miserable, grumpy, depressed, is it possible that you could come outside, uh, have a look at what nature's got to offer and perhaps experience nature? I was given a, a great quote to get today. If you're ever angry, go exercise. If you're upset, go exercise. If you're depressed, go exercise. If you're stressed, go exercise. If you feel fantastic, go and exercise. If you're having a terrible day, go exercise. If you're having a great day, go exercise. And obviously that came from a person who loves to exercise. And they sent it to me because so do I. But the interesting thing about exercise is it always makes us feel good. And if you apply exercise to fresh air and sunshine, being outside and having a great view, is it possible that your headspace will change? And I'm asking that question for a very personal and specific reason. Because you and I live in a world today where depression is at its all-time high. The world has never been as unhappy as it is now. Uh, and that's not some number I've pulled out or some statement I've pulled out of my backside. Uh, pharmaceutical uh, antidepressant drugs are the number one prescribed drugs in the world, which means people are going to the doctor to say, I'm unhappy, I'm depressed, please help me. Or the doctor's saying, you need to take these pills because you're not very happy. So that's one thing to consider. Why are people so unhappy? The next thing is, as a world, we are fatter and sicker and weaker than we've ever been. We're more diseased than we've ever, ever been. We've got more health challenges than we've ever had. And again, that's not something I've pulled out of my backside. That, uh, that The numbers tell the story. Coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, osteoporosis, obesity, Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, stroke, all of the killer diseases that are literally killing us very quickly and or slowly, uh, they're at an all-time high. And as an exercise professional, as a teacher, as a leader, as an educator, and certainly as somebody that wants the world to be healthy, fit and strong, every day I'm asking myself the question, why is that happening? Why are we in such bad shape? Now, there's lots of reasons and people are analysing it and all the big strategic companies in the world are giving uh, statements to the government on here's what you should be doing. We need more parks, we need more bike paths, we need less sugar, we need less takeaway places, we need more activities in school. And there's a whole heap of ideas on how to get the world healthy again. Uh, interestingly, none of that seems to be working because we're just getting sicker and fatter and weaker than again as the years go by. Uh, but what's, why is that? And what's happened to the human brain that it seems to have evolved out of we need to move? And this is where a study of the endocrine system, the central nervous system, as well as the cardiovascular system, skeletal muscular system, seems to me to be really important. So if you are an exercise professional and you're interested in, okay, how does food give us energy to exercise, or you're interested in how to get bigger muscles, or you're interested in how to burn fat, should we or would it be responsible for us as exercise professionals to also understand what drives the muscular system, what drives the skeletal system, what drives the cardiovascular and respiratory system, and how does that affect our health? And if I put it into a very simple or into simple context, obviously the brain drives everything. And if our brain is unhealthy, if our brain isn't uh, functioning at full capacity, is it possible that everything else won't work either? So how do we get the brain working incredibly well? And this is where it becomes very interesting because the neurotransmitters and the endocrine system that work together 
uh, to drive the rest of the body, they uh, work most effectively at high intense uh, requirement. So the human body hasn't evolved from being a fight and flight to get away from the wild animal, get away from the wild tribe, uh, survival mode. So we're still living literally as cavemen, where if we're under stress, our body, our human body will give us everything we need to get away from the wild animal. Now, we don't have what, too many wild animals chasing us anymore, but we seem to have high stress levels and we seem to have uh, people who are either wanting to run away from a big challenge or people who want to turn and fight the challenge. So you might be looking for how do we get the world healthy, which is a really big challenge. How do we get our brain to think effectively to do that? Well, for the brain to work effectively, you have to force it to. It's like any any other part of your body. That would make sense, wouldn't it? If you want to have strong muscles, you've got to overload them. If you want to get fit, you've got to get puffed, overload your heart and lungs. If you want to have a stronger brain, you have to overload your brain. You have to make it work hard. Uh, And when you do make it work hard, it produces the chemicals required. But interestingly, uh, again, we haven't evolved from running away from the wild animal or the wild tribe. When you are under threat, so you have to survive stress, that's that's called the fight and flight system, the stress mechanism, isn't it interesting that your body will produce what you need? So epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, the catecholamine system, which is the opening up of the cells, to release sugar and fat into the bloodstream so that we can sprint or we can fight. So we've got the energy to fight at 100%, to kill at 100%, to sprint at 100%, because if you've got a wild animal chasing you, you're not going to jog away from it, you're not going to walk away from it, you're not going to do low-intensity activity to get away from it, you're going to get the bloody hell out of there as fast as you can. So your body produces the uh, hormonal response required to get you out of there. And adrenaline, epinephrine, cortisol, really important chemicals because once once your body releases those chemicals, you now have a different response in your brain. So once you've sprinted, once you've punched, once you've kicked, once you've killed the animal, your brain says congratulations and it produces dopamine, which is a reward drug, serotonin, which is a satisfaction drug, so we love our life. Endorphins are produced through the whole process so that we have pain-killing happy drugs that we actually can get away from the wild animal without being in pain. And if you've ever been in that situation where you've cut yourself or hurt yourself or broken a leg or you're in danger, but you actually don't feel it, that's adrenaline, epinephrine, making sure that you are you, you don't release pain mechan- the pain chemicals so that you can actually get away from the threat. Because if you're in pain, you'd stop and hang on to your foot or hang on to your cut. Well, the human body is pretty amazing like that, don't you think? If you're under threat, if you're going to die, if, if you're under stress, your body produces pain-killing chemicals. So once that's subsided and you've overcome the threat... Now you feel good. Now you've got dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, which is that pain-killing plus happy drugs, and brain-derived neurotropic factor. And for me, this is one of the most amazing chemicals that the human body produces because if you go back again to evolution, once you've run away from the wild animal and perhaps it nearly killed you or you just got away, your brain now has to be smarter for next time. Your brain has to over, not only just overcome the challenge that you, okay, how do we get away from the wild animal this time? But if it chases, 
chases us again, how can we get away faster, quicker, better next time? So we have to have neuroplasticity. Your brain has to change, think differently, so that you can overcome the threat better next time. Your brain also produces or neurogenesis happens after you've run away from the animal, after you've punched, sprinted, kicked, worked at high intensity. You produce new brain cells because you can't think about an old problem in the same way because you'll just get the same solution, which if it wasn't a solution, you'll be dead. So your brain has to get better, smarter, wiser, stronger, tougher, think more clearly, think more creatively for next time that same threat appears. Now, if I'm going to wrap that up, and this is very controversial, but I'm just sharing with you pure neuroscience. If you don't produce epinephrine and adrenaline, if you're not fighting, if you're not puffing, if you're not kicking, if you're not working to 100% intensity, then your body has no reason to change. You have no reason to get smarter. You have no reason to get wiser. There's no, there's, you're not putting your body under threat. If you put your body under threat from stress, so you, you hate your boss or you hate your job or you, you're angry about something, but you don't go and punch and kick and, and fight and, and work at high intense activity, you have that spike in adrenaline and that spike in epinephrine and you have increased in blood sugar levels, increased blood fat levels, high blood pressure, high resting heart rate, but you don't do anything with it. All of that's designed for you to fight and flight to sprint and fight, to sprint and punch, to sprint and lift, to survive. But if you don't release those, all that happens is, is that those chemicals run around in your bloodstream and then you go back to normal. Uh, you don't get a dopamine rush, you don't get a serotonin rush, you don't get a, a brain-derived neurotropic rush because you didn't overcome the threat. You just created a threat without providing a solution. So what people then do is they look for ways to create dopamine. So eat food, drink alcohol, take drugs, play games, look for the likes on, on social media. And they all produce dopamine. But the dopamine rush doesn't come from your body overcoming a challenge. So then because your body needs to change and the more pressure you put it under, the better it gets. If you're getting a dopamine release from eating more food or drinking or taking drugs, as we know, once you take a small amount of drugs, you have to keep taking more and more and more drugs to get the same dopamine release. Well, the same thing happens with exercise. If you have a dopamine release from exercise, now you need to get fitter and stronger so that you keep getting that dopamine release, which is awesome because it means you get addicted to exercise, you get addicted to being fit and strong, and it makes you feel good just like drugs without the horrible side effects. But what about the brain? Obviously, if you're taking drugs... If you're drinking alcohol, if you're, whether they're pharmaceutical or recreational drugs, if you're putting toxins into your body, it's not healthy. And the side effects from heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, smoking, marijuana, some serious side effects. Whereas the side effect from getting really puffed, lifting heavy, getting fit, getting fit and getting strong is that you produce all the chemicals required to turn your body into a high-performing machine, including the changes in your brain. So your brain gets smarter, tougher, stronger, wiser, more creative, and you can think more brilliantly. And I keep using those words because isn't that what the world needs now? Don't we need people who can think creatively and differently? Well, the brain doesn't do that by itself. You can't get smarter and wiser unless you're putting the chemicals into your brain, the brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for your brain. So I'm going to ask a very controversial question. Is it possible that we're getting uh, sicker, more diseased, older, faster, because we're unfit 
and we're weak? And of course the answer to that question is yes. Because we're not overloading our muscles, our bones, our heart and our lungs, we're getting unfit and weak and consequently our bodies are breaking down very fast. So that's why we're getting sick. But what about mental health challenges? And what about the challenges we've got with people who can't think for themselves anymore? They follow the crowd. They don't ask questions. There's, we talk about critical thinking, but critical thinking, and there's all sorts of definitions, but ultimately, isn't it that you learn to think for yourself and you work it out for yourself and you come up with a solution for yourself? Well, the human brain's designed to do, to do that, but you actually have to force your brain to do it. You can't expect it to do it on its own. So if you're not producing epinephrine and adrenaline and cortisol and you're not producing the well, opening up the catecholamine system to put your body under stress and then you put your body under physical stress, so you get really puffed and you lift really heavy and you fight and flight, which produces then the neurochemistry to give you a smart brain, is it possible that the brain is wasting away? Is it possible that we're becoming dumber as a society we're not thinking for ourselves we're not critically thinking we're upset we're miserable we're depressed and here's a great question if you get really puffed now you're producing dopamine serotonin and happy drugs it's not you it's you're not even capable of feeling depressed your brain can't be full of happy drugs and feel depressed when you take antidepressants, it's a similar a, a synthesizing or a simulation of let's try and put or even out the serotonin levels in your brain and let's try and increase the dopamine levels in your brain so you don't feel so unhappy. Well, isn't it awesome that when you exercise at high intensity, not go for a walk, not do a slow plod jog, not lift light weights, but when you put your body under intense stress, when you puff really hard, when you lift really heavy, when you really put your body under 100% phosphate fit activity, now you produce the chemicals for free that make you feel good, make you feel satisfied, make the pain go away. That's endorphins. It's a pain-killing neurotransmitter. Cortisol is an anti-inflammatory neurotransmitter, hormone, and we get brain-derived neurotropic factor, fertilizer for the brain, so we get smarter for next time. We get more creatively, think, or we get to, to think more creatively for next time. We can overcome a challenge better next time because our brain cells have changed and we've gotten rid of the old crappy ones and we've replaced them, neurogenesis, new brain cells. I think this is really exciting and obviously you can tell I'm very motivated about this. I don't want our kids to grow up in a world where they become sheeple. They listen to what everybody else is saying and follow the crowd. I want our kids to be critical thinkers. I want our kids to grow up in a world where they think for themselves, they make new things, they create new things, they solve the big challenges in the world. And we've got some really big challenges, but I think they've all got solutions. Every crappy thing that's going on in the world right now, there is a solution for it. But if you don't have a smart brain, if you're not thinking creatively, if you're depressed and miserable and upset and whinging and moaning and complaining, is it possible that you won't be able to come up with a solution? Well, interestingly, if you get puffed and if you lift heavy, you will get fit and you will get strong and your brain will change and you will be able to think more creatively. So rather than dumbing down, let's phosphate fit up. Phosphate, the phosphate system is the fight and flight system in your body. It's the 100% effort system. It only lasts for 10 seconds. It gets you the hell out of there or you can turn and fight and kill the animal. So here's my question. When was the last time you got puffed? When was the last time you lifted heavy? Get puffed to get fit, lift heavy to get strong, put your body under stress 
Force your brain and force your body to think differently. Force your body to get fit because you're making it work hard. Force your body to get strong because you're making it lift heavy. Get puffed, lift heavy to get fit and strong so you live amazingly with a smart brain, a critical thinking brain, a body that wants to do all the things that you wants to do the things that you want to do and it can actually do it. And all of that comes from being fit and strong. Your body will be a high performance machine if you choose to get fit and to get strong. Could that be a great choice? Oh, I feel good. No, 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 because I'm fit and strong now. Have a look at how good it feels to be fit and strong. Have a look at how good it feels. My name's Rowie. Thank you for coming to Romax. And my request and my wish for you is to live life to the max.